Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Train, Eat, Repeat. Hopefully, you're having a great week, great month. And today, I am excited to talk to you guys about being intuitive. Now, this is a term that has become more widely popular, more in terms of uh, nutrition, but I'm going to cover exactly what being intuitive means when it comes to your exercise, nutrition, and mindfulness, and why it's so important. And to me, it it really is getting in touch with your body and providing what it needs to thrive. And the reason why I feel like this is something we've gotten so out of touch with is that we have so many distractions, so many different uh, stimulants, so many different ideas or methodologies that have taken taken ourselves out of our own bodies and have allowed us to actually feel what we need in order to be successful, to listen to our body and give it what it needs in order to thrive. So what does intuitive mean? If you look up the basic definition, it means using or based on what one feels to be true, even without conscious reasoning. So literally, you listen to your gut, that gut feeling. And I imagine there are lots of you out there that a lot of times your gut feeling is normally the the decision that you should make versus the conscious reasoning that you go through. And what I would like to think of it as, in other words, is do what feels good or what you feel your body needs. So why is this so hard to accomplish? Why is it so hard to actually listen to our body and, and give it what it needs? Well, because we don't know what it feels like to feel optimal, or a lot of us don't. And therefore, we don't know where to start or even if a change is necessary. We don't know if that change is necessary. You know, and to me, this happens because of our past history, because of our subconscious mind, because we get sort of formed into our everyday habits. And if you've never felt amazing, or you felt felt different than what you feel right now, how do you know there isn't more out there? You know, and I'm all about being happy with who you are. So from a mental standpoint and, and being happy in your own body and, and enjoying the the sort of sensations of being alive, but accepting anything less than your best is sort of letting yourself fall short and trying to see if there is more out there, if there's an opportunity for you to feel uh, like you have more energy or feel stronger or to feel more confident. You know, life is is meant to be something where we are constantly looking to improve and looking to get better. And the struggle that we go through, because it's through that struggle that you find strength and you find, you know, you build endurance and endurance of your character. So that's one reason why I think it's so hard for people to be intuitive with their body is because we simply just don't know what else is out there. Number two, we are overly stimulating our body with caffeine, prescription drugs like melatonin, hunger disruptors that we don't even know what our body wants or needs. You know, it's almost like somebody is driving, but there's nobody behind the wheel. And this is a big problem. You know, I, w- I just the other day I was talking with my girlfriend and I we passed a Starbucks. It was four o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday. And the line for the drive-thru at Starbucks was around the corner. And don't get me wrong, every once in a while you're going to need a a little pick-me-up. 
But this is a common problem. We don't listen to our own body in terms of our signals of when we're tired. And when we overstimulate our body with extra caffeine or, or extra prescription drugs, our body doesn't even know when it is tired or what it needs because you're constantly stimulating your central nervous system to stay awake, to, to, to have more energy. And what ends up happening is you end up getting burned out and you don't even know when you're tired. You don't even know when your body is ready for rest and relaxation or even when you're hungry for that matter. And so if we can eliminate some of those pieces or to dial them back, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying get rid of coffee. I love a good cup of coffee. But we need to make sure that we're not relying on these mechanisms when we can actually listen to our body in terms of what it needs, and when, especially when it comes to rest, recovery, and sleep. Number three, we live in a society of abundance. So it's no secret that you know we live in a time in our lives in this first world country, you know, where food options are everywhere, blue light exposure is through the roof. And, you know, throughout the the process is, is, you know, abundant, we have all of these things available to us. And the problem with that is, is that we don't understand what hunger is anymore. And what that causes is us to overeat and it causes us to overconsume and to watch too much television and to never you know shut off the, the the social media world and that can be damaging to our health in a lot of different ways it can disrupt sleep it can cause obesity it can cause us to um you know have a host of diseases that can rear its ugly head like cancer and heart disease. So the goal is is to try different tactics, which we'll go into here in a minute, to try and reduce our sort of need or our habit to always grab what's readily available because it will always be available. And then the fourth thing is that we really don't know what the warning signs are of binge eating, chronic stress, overtraining until it's too late. And a lot of this just comes down to um, education and knowing what those signs look like, which we'll go over here in a minute around training, nutrition and exercise. But, you know, if you don't know what it's supposed to feel like when you're overtrained and you feel like, oh, I'll just push through it, you know, I'll be okay. Well, that's setting you up for potentially worse damage than what you would have inflicted on yourself if you had listened to your body and said, you know what, maybe a rest day is the best thing I need. Or maybe I need to take myself out of that stressful situation and, and take a take a mental health day. All of those things are very important, but if you don't know what those signs are, and that's where the education piece comes in, and that's what I'm going to try and bring into your lives so that way you don't hit those points in your life, then it'll be very hard for you to avoid them. So what does it mean when we're when when we talk about being intuitive for, for training and exercise? Well, I think first of all, you have an ability to recognize and feel when your body needs a rest or intensity needs to be lowered or an exercise needs to be regressed or progressed. 
you know, being intuitive is is not just about when to take a break, but also knowing when to step it up a notch in order to see a different result. Because as we've talked about many times on this podcast, in order for you to see results in business, in life, in relationships, and in your exercise routines, you have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. So even though a lot of the tactics I'm talking about are, are the spectrum where we are overdoing something and we're not listening to our body, what it's telling us, then you also have to listen to your body when maybe I need to step outside my comfort zone and push myself a little bit harder in order to see a result. So how do you get here? How do you how do you start to work towards being more intuitive around training and exercise? Well, first is informing yourself. And just like that fourth point in terms of why it's so hard for us to be intuitive is you need to know what your body should be feeling before exercise, during exercise, and after you do a systems check and know if what you're doing is best serving you and what your mind and body and spirit needs. All that to say and that you need to have the education of, okay, is soreness normal after an exercise? What should our body feel like prior to going into exercise? Should we feel energized? Should we feel tight? Should we stretch? Should we not stretch? Should we foam roll? You know, should we we push through a a movement because it, it doesn't feel right? All of those things are important, and that's where somebody like me or another coach or somebody that or a valid source that you really trust, you can go to and, and, and figure those things out. And then also it's listening to your body. You know, there are days that I'll wake up for a workout and I'll feel like, you know, I probably didn't have that good of that great of sleep. I don't feel as energized as I do on other days. And keep in mind that your past is a good track record of how you normally feel. And so everybody has their good days and their bad days. That's where you can get intuitive, though. Okay, well, why why do we why do I think I felt really well before that workout on that particular particular day? And then why do I feel the way I do right now? So listening to your body and then making a track record, a mental track record, or you could journal it on the actions that you that were taken in terms of sleep, in terms of hydration, in terms of nutrition, in terms of stress reduction and how much stress you were under at the time, in terms of why you felt your best during a workout and also why you feel your worst during certain workouts. So, you know, explore and try these new techniques and see how your body responds to them. See how you can feel out how you feel during a different training stimulus, you know, if your body truly feels like, you know, wow, I'm really beat up, you know, I'm really sore, I feel really fatigued, you know, as this certain movement is really challenging or more challenging than it usually feels, then lower the intensity or vice versa. If you feel really good and a movement feels very easy, not that you always have to make something harder, but try progressing it. Maybe try adding another round or reducing your rest time. Again, progress is seen through struggle, but if you're overdoing it and not listening to what your body is trying to tell you, it will be a detriment in the end. What does it mean for nutrition? It basically means, if you're being intuitive around nutrition, you know what your body needs to feel satisfied, have energy, and support recovery. So, One of the things that constantly I try to teach my clients is, do you know when you're full? And this goes back to the issue of abundance. You know, our society and our culture has started to make processed foods that are highly palatable. 
and put ingredients in them like refined sugars and, and other and vegetable oils and other appetite appeasing ingredients that make you want to come back to that cookie jar over and over and over again or those bag of chips or whatever it is that you're consuming. But highly processed foods are made that way so that you consume more and so that you buy more. And so what that also does is it disrupts our ability to realize when we're actually full. And so one way to combat this, number one, is get more processed foods out of your diet and try to focus on whole foods, which we've talked about numerous times in this podcast. But eat slowly. Take 20 or 30 minutes to consume or eat or eat a meal, which is a really hard thing to do when you think about it. I think most of us think that we take a long time to eat a meal. And if you're doing a sit down with family and friends and you're conversating, which these days are few and far between with all of our social distancing, you know, we feel like we eat very slowly when a lot of times not only do we not eat slowly we probably eat a meal within five or ten minutes because we're busy but we're also distracted and that's part of that busyness which then you end up over consuming because you're not even paying attention to what you're doing so to eat intuitively means that you're realizing when you're full and one of the ways to do that is to eat slowly the other piece is always having plenty of water with your meal So water, hunger, and hydration a lot of times get confused or conflicted with each other. A lot of times when you feel hungry, you're actually thirsty or you actually need more hydration in your system. And so being mindful of that and making sure that you always have water available with you will allow you to intuitively know what your body actually needs and if you're actually full. Eat until you're 80% full, not until you're stuffed. That is a big one. So, so many times we're taught, you know, finish your plate. You know, growing up, my grandmother would always say, finish your plate. Make sure you finish everything on the plate. Well, if you know that you're at a point where I feel full, but I'm not like belly buster, I feel like I need to unbutton unbutton my top button of my pants, that's where we want to get. You want to get to a point where you're 80% full, not stuffed. And again, those tactics of eating slowly, and drinking plenty of water will help achieve that goal. Do you? And then the other piece around intuitive eating is: Do you know what your body needs for energy and support and recovery? And this is a big one because if you put to put energy into your workout and there's energy coming out, we have to put energy back in in order for us to recover optimally. So if you're on this heavily restrictive diet and your training volume is also very high more than likely you're going to hit a wall. And so, you know, it could be if you're dragging your way through another workout, like we just talked about in the prior segment, it could be that you didn't properly fuel fuel yourself the night before or the couple hours leading up to a workout. And so what that looks like is you would want to strike a balance of protein, carbs, and fats one to two hours before long or intense bouts of exercise or the night before if you worked out fasted first thing in the morning. So, and then what you would do is take that mental journal or you could write down what conditions or what meal works best for you right prior to a workout or the type of workout that you're doing. If you're not doing a really intense workout, maybe it's not that important that you feel your body. Or maybe you have three really hard workouts in a row, but you know that your calories were way too low to support your goals. And again, this is something that you would work through with a coach like myself to figure those things out. But again, making sure that you feel 
and allow yourself to feel what your body is feeling. If you feel fatigued, if you feel like you're not recovering properly after two days of, of sort of rest or, or less intense exercise, then that probably means it points towards a gap in your nutrition. You know, I always tell people recovery happens when you're not in the gym. This includes eating a balance of proteins, carbs, fats, supplementation, hydration, sleep. You know, and if you feel like you aren't recovering well from your workouts, look at these facets and see what changes need to be made. And again, the more that you do this and the more you take mental stock of the optimal conditions that you're creating for yourself when you actually feel your best, then you'll have a better opportunity of knowing what your body needs. And is much easier to track than saying, oh, well, I have to track my macros. I got to track my calories here. You can do that. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, the goal of train, eat, repeat is to make things that are simple and sustainable. And if you can get to that intuitive place, especially around your nutrition, it makes things a lot easier because you're simply giving your body what it requires. You could also do things beyond just the training aspect, but look how your weight fluctuates or look how your body looks. Take mental stock there too because little changes in our nutrition can make huge impacts in our aesthetics and in our weight, in our weight gain or our weight loss. So taking stock in those things and making sure we're being very in tune with our body when those metrics start to fluctuate and what changes you may have made. So then what does it mean to be intuitive for mindfulness? You know, for me, it's you can easily identify when you need to step away from a situation and hit the reset button because of stress or a mental block or distractions and, and many others. But essentially, you know and can identify when you're out of balance from a mindset or mindfulness perspective. And I talk so many times about the importance of scheduling time out for that relaxation or stepping away from your work when you feel like you're getting triggered, when you feel like, you know, you're mentally stressed, your cognitive skills are declining, focus is limited, you keep getting easily distracted. That is a sign that, hey, maybe it's time to step away. And unfortunately, in our in our culture, and especially in the Western world, it's, you know, no pain, no gain, you know, work as hard as you possibly can. And I'm not saying that that's not what I want you to do. What I am saying, though, is that you can easily drill yourself down uh, to literally nothing by having that mantra constantly in your head and not taking time to rest and relax. Just like in the gym, your results are seen in the recovery. Well, it's much the same way in terms of your mental capacity and your mental recovery as well, that you need to take time for yourself to rest, relax, enjoy a favorite hobby. Those things are important and will help you stay more productive more often than not. So then what you want to look for and how to become more intuitive, and again, these are taking those mental journal notes or writing them down, is what triggered you to get stressed? You know, have you identified the environment you need to be in to be productive? You know, I've talked about on on previous podcasts in terms of your environment shapes your ability to be productive and succeed. So what environment do you need to be in? What does your office space look like? Are you working outside? Whatever that might be, who are you surrounding yourself with to help you be the most productive person that you can be? 
and realizing when you're put in a bad environment and when things don't get done or you feel like you get in a really stressed out environment and it's it's really derailing your work. Those are things that you want to pay attention to and that's being intuitive. I feel like I'm being triggered right now. I feel like I'm not able to concentrate. Well, why is that? Rather than staying in that environment and trying to just push through it. So if you can mimic, you know, recreate the environment of habits so you can get back to neutral, that is the goal. You know, and I would ask yourself these questions the next time you were feeling any of these issues. So again, what is triggering me? What am I feeling? And how can I make that pivot or that change? You know, to me, intuition or being intuitive, it's a feeling. It's not It's not a process. So I don't want you to think these are the steps I need to take. Yes, these are these are pieces of that. But the whole point is to listen to your body. And meditation is a great thing for that too. A lot of times they'll say, take stock or go through a systems check of your body. Release tension where you feel it. Well, you can do much of the same thing around your nutrition, your exercise, your mindfulness. You know, by looking introspectively, you'll be able to learn more about your body and what it needs to function at the highest level. So you can get more work done, achieve your goals, and find balance in your life. So again, you know, be intuitive, listen to your body. Hopefully you guys got some good uh, tips and tricks from this. Um, It does take practice, I can tell you that. Um, But the cool thing is, is that once you get there, it seems like things can sort of run on autopilot a little bit, and you don't have to do as much cognitive or reasoning or thinking in terms of what should, what should I eat, how should I exercise. You've got to learn your body on a deeper level than what most people do. So that's it for this week, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. I always love to hear your feedback and comments, um, whether you do that on Facebook, Instagram, or on the iTunes podcast app. And until next time, be kind, be humble, and work your ass off. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.